And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. All right. In my mind, the presidential campaign has officially begun, not because uh, you have uh, the fact that uh, Pompeo said he's not going to run and Tim Scott with his uh, exploratory uh, you know, group getting together, which means he is going to run because, mm. as somebody pointed out the other day, who nobody starts an exploratory group unless they end up running. Right. <laughs> yeah. They just don't. They just don't. They do what uh, Pompeo does. Right. Okay, I'm not going to run. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, but it started because why? A couple of uh, political ads out there. One from the pro-Trump pack. Now, let's understand these are not from the campaign. But these, no. uh, the first one we're going to play is a pro-Trump pack going after DeSantis. And then the pro-DeSantis pack going after Trump. Okay. Now, uh, this ad for Trump is called, uh, the pro-Trump ad going after DeSantis is called Pudding Fingers. No, all right. Really, I'm not making that up. Here, people like what? You'll understand when I play the ad. Here we go. All right, here we go. All right. Ron DeSantis loves sticking his fingers where they don't belong, and we're not just talking about pudding. DeSantis has his dirty fingers all over senior entitlements, like cutting Medicare, slashing Social Security even raising our retirement age. Tell Ron DeSantis to keep his pudding fingers off our money. Oh, and somebody get this man a spoon. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this app. All right, so uh, what's what's in the, I mean, there's the little pudding containers and, you know, putting the two fingers in and eating it that way. And at the end, there's like, I don't know, three or four pudding containers there. And then somebody puts a spoon down by him. But of course, that's the, the whole thing on uh, the the really the only thing that I've seen him on an issue attack DeSantis. Do you do you know of any other major thing that no issue? I, it's really been it's really been focused on yeah, that yeah. for some reason because he has he has voted that we need to control Social Security that we've got to do something in right, order to right. 
yeah. to uh, to uh, to change it. And so, yeah, I mean, so it's the I don't know what the pudding reference is. I mean, it's humorous in a way. I I don't. I probably wouldn't have gone with that ad, but it's a Trump pack, so <laughs> they may just want to do things unusual. But uh, you you understand the point that he's trying to make that that uh, uh, DeSantis, uh, in essence, wants to change Social Security. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now we go to the DeSantis ad. All right. Yeah. All right. And uh, this is called Fight Democrats, Not Republicans. And it does the same thing. It brings up Trump's uh, former statements that we need to do something about Social Security and Medicare that you do have to do. You can't just not touch it. Here we go. Donald Trump is being attacked by a Democrat prosecutor in New York. So why is he spending millions attacking the Republican governor of Florida? Trump's stealing pages from the Biden-Pelosi playbook, repeating lies about Social Security. Here's the truth from Governor Ron DeSantis. We're not going to mess with Social Security as Republicans. What did Trump say? Entitlements ever be on your plane? At some point they will be. We will take a look at that. Trump should fight Democrats, not lie about Governor DeSantis. What happened to Donald Trump? Never back down Inc. is responsible for the contents of this ad. Donald Trump. So there you go. All right. Now the the first one was, of course, when he says why, you know, that the, the, uh, the DA is going at him, you know, in Florida. So why is he fighting Republicans, or why is he, you know, going after Republicans? Well, because he's running against you, and he's not running against the DA. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he has also said some things about the DA. So yeah, well, uh, but that one, uh, the, um, but he does the same thing that Trump did in his ad, finding times when Trump said, "No, we need to do something about entitlement reform," which means we have to change Social Security and Medicare. To show, okay, see, Trump said one thing at one time and another thing now because that's what he's accusing me of doing. Uh, so, yeah, and the pudding thing, by the way, apparently comes from a report. This goes. Oh, is it? We have to go back to 2019. Uh, that, according to witnesses, DeSantis was on a flight from Tallahassee oh, to right, DC. That's right. Okay, that's remember right. any about that. pudding yes. with yes. three fingers, <clears throat> not just one finger. He used three fingers. Okay, that's right. I'd right. forgotten about that. Yeah. Okay, thank yeah. you. Okay. And so... Okay, good. That's then what it, that comes from. Then it referenced. Yeah. Yeah, it referenced. if you have to reach four years for yes. a reference <laughs> on a sourced pudding now, report, the I one, guess. The one thing that you noticed, and, and it was like, is that going to be a theme, was at the end. And it really, it passed right by me, and you're the one that said it uh, during one of our... Uh, not. I don't, I don't think you said it on the air. You said it off the air. To yeah. Me. When you when you said when you said look at listen to what look what they say at the end of the ad, what happened to Donald Trump? That's, and you're like, is that going to be what they use consistently? You know, as a tagline at the end, what happened to Donald Trump? What and, happened to Donald Trump? That's something where and and they're probably and we go back to the Claire McCaskill ad where she used a couple of um, voiceover actors to portray like they were in a situation of talking about who they were going to vote for. And they said, well, you know, I'm voting for Claire McCaskill. She's not one of those crazy Democrats. And that likely came back in the um, uh, the research that they were doing as a campaign. It likely has come back for this pack and in, in the research to, to, to look at it and say, okay. Or the pack came up with it based on people they're talking to directly, maybe. And that was the kind of, fe- that was the kind of feedback they were getting. So 
it is a very interesting positioning and I think could be successful. We'll see. But you asked that question. In, in your ads, well, what happened to Donald Trump? Because the idea is, and a lot of people will tell you, well, I, was, I voted for him in 2016. I even voted for him in 2020. But eh, things have changed. Time to move on. Whatever. And if there is that, if they're going to connect, they believe they're going to connect based on that question. Which is the premise is he's changed since he was president. Right. Right. And if you can if you can properly convey that, not convey that, connect on that. Because you have to connect when you're asking a question, you have to connect on with people who are thinking the same thing. Do you have that's to, the idea. Do you have to connect on that statement by relating it to something specific? I don't think so. Or do you just leave it out there? I think like, you just like ask a, the question. Like, like a hope and change comment. No, you, don't, I th- I you, think never you, re- you never relate hope and change right. to anything. You just throw well, it out there. Because there, so. there could be a whole list of concerns that people have with him, and these are people who voted for him before, obviously in the Republican Party because we're talking about the primary. And so if that is, you know, then you just let that list in their mind and, and of, the, of things or, or one item even. You let them, because they know what their concern is, if you ask the question that they themselves are asking, you're connecting with them. It also is an endorsement, to, in a way, of his presidency. In other words, you can say, all right, things were great in 2016 and, and during his well, presidency, but things have changed now that's what you're implying i i understand completely when you say what happened to donald trump you're just you're putting that into the minds of people that have said i'm looking for another option mm-hmm. and and but the reason i i said that is do you have to relate it to something else is because the first thing that happened when i when you brought that up and i thought about it i went well nothing's happened to him he's the same guy it's just it's not as effective now as it was back then when he was a when he ran for president, uh, again he was the outsider. He's no longer the outsider. He has you know done certain things that that people you know may not like, but he's basically the same guy. And so that was my first thought. But when you said no, you don't you know just I under, also understand the other part of it. You don't need to get into the 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 details of it if you're doing it. Just throw out what happened to Donald Trump, and if people have moved on from him. That in their mind, they're not going to go through like I just did. They're just going to go, yeah, what did happen to him? And then if if they're asking that question as well, if if people who are exposed to that ad are asking that question themselves, then in their mind, they've already answered it. You don't have to answer it for right. them. Yeah. You're just connecting with them. You're not really trying to convey something to anyone who isn't already thinking it. You're trying to connect with the people who are thinking who are thinking it. it. Right. Exactly. You know, it was funny because I saw I've noticed this from on, on social, especially on Twitter. The people that I know are, you know, as I call them, always Trump. You know, mm-hmm. it's basically Trump mm-hmm. or no one. Yeah. Trump. And I've seen that coming up now. Trump or no one. Right. And I'm like, OK, but I understand where that comes from, because that was also part of the group that back in 2016 said Trump or, you know, Trump or destroy the Republican Party. 
Yeah. Remember that? Because right. that was, people yeah. forget, that was one of the demographics mm-hmm. that we lined out. Right. Either it's Trump or we, to hell with the Republican Party, you know, you know, destroy themselves. And if Trump helps destroy the Republican Party, we're okay with that. Right. And, and I, and so I, I, you know, when I saw that, but the other one I started, I've started seeing from people that I know, I mean, obviously there, you go back and look at their threads, are just the most loyal Trump supporters. And they're like, well, why can't, you know, why are we fighting here? Why can't it be Trump DeSantis? These DeSantis people are not even just DeSantis people, but people who go, look, I'm a Trump supporter. DeSantis is not going to tie, you know, his future to Trump. That's not happening. And they truly don't understand why. They have no idea. They cannot understand why DeSantis won't join Trump, because if DeSantis joins Trump, they're unbeatable, is -hmm. what they believe. And so it's I find that that's fascinating to watch on social media. Yeah, just yeah, an observation. It's and you know, it, there's the dream team thing comes together during every primary, mm-hmm. and it comes together on both sides. Now there, right now, isn't a dream team on the left. I'm gonna say uh, <laughs> I, 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 it's more of a nightmare team. <laughs> say <laughs> Kamala Bernie. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, actually, uh, wait, wait, yeah. wait, 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 Newsom. I can't think of somebody who... Yes, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying not, to make this there's not, Who do you complete it with? Uh, n- n- nobody. Newsom AOC. Yeah, right. I don't... And honestly, I I don't know. No, I really don't. I'm, I'm not being... I'm not being partisan here. I don't know. Who I you, don't know who no, even I, they would consider they, right. as a dream team paired with Newsom. I, I don't know who that is. I really don't. I was waiting for somebody to put when that, when the, uh, I saw the one, it was a, a woman who had posted it. And I've just mm-hmm. seen her post before. And she's just totally loyal Trump. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting for somebody to just put, well, why not DeSantis Trump? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, to see, right, yeah. Wanted to see what, what that would cause. But nobody did that. But I was like, oh, right. okay. And um, I, I didn't do it because I don't argue on social. I, I don't debate on social media. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and especially and, something like that. And it's, I, de- yeah, I don't debate what's. I don't debate what's not going to happen. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't waste my time with that. So. Yeah. But I was just. I chuckled over that, going, "Okay, why don't you? Mm-hmm. How about uh, Trump or how about DeSantis Trump? Yeah. Right. And, and that way, people be voting for DeSantis, but still get, you know, Trump is there in case uh-huh. anything, anything happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and I see why people are doing the Trump-DeSantis thing again. It's the mm-hmm. dream ticket thing all over again. That's what they wanted in 2008, the left. They wanted Obama and Hillary. Yeah, but who takes what? <laughs> who gets the nomination, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, and ultimately she became Secretary of State. Under Obama. That actually was a bit surprising. But then I thought, mm, no, she's she's a Clinton through and through. And she's going to see that as her leveraging to to uh, stay in the game uh, for the next run. And she did. Well, she must have blackmailed him some yeah. way. Come yeah. on. Oh, <laughs> no, she's she's blackmailed. I'm sure a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> that's a given is everybody happy somebody yeah. was expecting that statement to come out so I, yeah 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 no there's there's uh 
Krishna <laughs> because Hillary, people used to think uh, that it was, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Bush's vice president. Um, Cheney. Cheney. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Liz. I'm, I was thinking well, his vice president, Liz. I go, mm. what's a, a Cheney? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it was uh, actually Hillary controlled the Obama campaign. Yeah. Or right. the Obama presidency. Right. Yeah. So people know that. Mm-hmm. Even though she was only Secretary of State. Right. First Secretary of State to ever run the entire government. Well, she was so powerful, she controlled it from home. She was one of the first to work from home. <laughs> she had a whole server there. Innovator. Uh, it's a good one, and I can't say it. 866-90-RED-EYE. How can you help prevent invasive plant pests and diseases from spreading and, in turn, protect our nation's food and resources from damage? USDA Undersecretary for Marketing and Regulatory Programs, Jenny Moffitt, says in addition to the basic... ...before and report signs of pests and disease in your own region, and your own state. There are other tips to keep in mind during this invasive plant pest and disease awareness month or any time of year. Not moving untreated firewood. Instead, really look to buy firewood in the region in which you're planning on burning it. When returning from travel overseas, it's really important to declare all agricultural items, which includes seeds and soil and other handicrafts as well, because they might contain an invasive plant that we don't know about. Or don't mail homegrown plants and fruits and vegetables to other areas because they also may unknowingly have a pest on it that will introduce that pest to a different region of the country. I'm Rod Bader reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.
It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE, uh, if you'd like to get in. I found this interesting, just to touch on this yesterday. Uh, Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson sounding the alarm over Biden's uh, family's uh, revealing bank uh, records, arguing that the media completely ignored his 2020 report uh, on the Biden family and their grifting, as he called it. He said, let's face it, Senator Grassi and I pretty well laid out the case against the grifting Biden family back in September of 2020 before the election. Our report was completely ignored by the media, and they ignored the Hunter Biden laptop because they're advocates for the left uh, themselves. And so what we're finding out now is just new pieces of evidence of the grifts that the Biden family has been involved with, the bank records that basically confirm what the Treasury records showed from Senator Grassley's report and myself. I think uh, what uh, recently uh, was recently reported on Fox is uh, the uh, trying to get into the sovereign wealth funds uh, of, like, Ireland and some of these other countries. You know, our report shows something like a dozen different countries that Hunter Biden was, again, peddling the family name, trying to sell influence. But I think that trying to tap into sovereign wealth funds, wealth funds, excuse me, I think is pretty revealing. But uh, just interesting where this is all going because it's getting worse and worse and worse every day. Well, I mean, every day last week was like every day last week was like influence peddling was a part of the daily news that you got. It's interesting. There was a story uh, I came across a little while ago, and it's the they're focusing on the his long visit to Ireland. And I thought in making the point that the Irish media, they're eating it up. Then I thought, do we have an extradition treaty with Ireland? Because <laughs> he did take Hunter. <laughs> and were they expecting something to go down or how's that, uh, how's that, how's that all work? Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it is not going to go away. This Hunter story is not. Not over. Giving you 70% each night. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Not all the time. Yeah. He's Eric Harley and I'm let's, Gary McNamara. Let's not push it. All right, now, I thought this was really interesting to bring up here because uh, they're, they're, the trial is not going to start today. They've delayed it till tomorrow. This is the right. Dominion Fox uh, News. And, and if people don't remember, uh, it's when the... The uh, the Trump lawyers uh, accused Dominion voting systems of creating an algorithm that uh, that uh, they they uh, gave bribes to the governor of uh, of of Georgia uh, and the secretary of state to put these uh, algorithms as software into the, um, you know, into the, uh, the the system in order to count more votes for uh, uh, Biden than Trump. Right. And we said at the time when I believe when it, when that, when that came out and it was right around Thanksgiving, 
um, when uh, the no, which lawyer said that? Which lawyer came out with it? Uh, well, they all three came out to say that they had evidence. And well, that when she, I when believe we, it was Sidney Powell. I Sydney, believe it was Sidney Powell I that made that direct claim. She made that direct claim, and at that point, we said, "I remember that's when we came in. We said, you know, no, we thought because this happened like on a weekend, and I know we both thought. I don't know if we text each other. We both said, that's it. There's no way. There's no way they have evidence of of that. And then the next day was when Rudy Giuliani announced that she was no longer part of it. Yeah, she's she never been it, a part of the team. Yeah, she said it on right. like a. Friday or Saturday, and on Sunday, both parties, she and Giuliani, the uh, officially with the Trump team, said she's not on the Trump team. She's never officially been on the Trump, Trump team. team, right? So, but but uh, then that was that was continued. The you know the uh, uh, the falsehoods of Dominion being involved uh, uh, in it. Whatever happened to the Smartmatic? Well, how come they're, are they part of the lawsuit? Why? Because remember, Smartmatic said they were going to sue, and Smartmatic went, well, we weren't a part of anything. We yeah. weren't even a part of the election. We had one county in California. That was it. And yeah. that, that was the bizarre thing. That's when you knew at that point, because they were including Smartmatic in it. And that's when you knew. You said, and this is a problem that when you say, because we have said there are you know legit concerns about uh, voting systems across the United States and what happened during COVID mm-hmm. and the way that things happen. But the fact is, when you get caught in a big lie up front, then you lose credibility across the board on everything else. Yeah, and that's just the reality of it. But, uh, but that's you know, uh, you know, that is what what uh, happened at that particular uh, point back then. But is there any precedent? Because we've said, how do you prove malice in this? Because the judge has said basically that the jury will not decide whether the statements were false. It's whether malice is there because the statements were false. Mm-hmm. And even when the uh, Fox lawyer told the judge, well, when we bring our host on, you know, up to testify, you know, they may testify, you know, testify that we didn't say anything that was false. Other people did. And the judge said, if you state that, I will tell the jury that's incorrect. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know if they have actual quotes from a Tucker Carlson or a Sean or whatever that that they're actually just you know looking and saying see the guest said it but then they said this or they agreed with them and said yes 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 and that is right there where they agreed with that particular statement now the judge also said that the host didn't have to agree with the statements as long as the host knew that they were putting something that was false on because part of fox is like oh we put both sides on yeah but you knew one side and now we know they believed that one side was false. The side that was promoting that the election was stolen because of Dominion, they knew were false. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem there. Well, Washington Post did an article here going back to what might be the precedent. And it was, and I forgot about this, but really it ha- it, this actually applies to something that happened during the Trump administration where uh, Ralph Ginsburg, he was a publisher for a magazine. I think he called it Fact mag- Magazine. This was Goldwater going against LBJ. And he played on fears about Goldwater's mental stability in the fall of 64 by publishing a story in his magazine with a provocative headline on the cover. 1,189 psychiatrists say Goldwater is psychologically unfit to be president after losing 
to LBJ. Goldwater filed a $2 million libel lawsuit against Ginsburg, his uh, magazine and its managing editor, because Goldwater was a huge public figure. He had a real high bar to win his suit, proving that the defendants knew the statements they published about him were false or acted with reckless disregard for the truth. It's the same standard that Dominion will have to meet uh, to win the lawsuit against Fox. Uh, the judge has already ruled that Fox aired false claims by Trump, uh, Trump's allies that Dominion rigged voting machines against a Republican candidate. Ginsburg, um, you know, uh, had this uh, uh, published what they called the unconscious, the unconscious of a conservative, uh, the special issue on the mind of Barry Goldwater in their September October '64 issue of Fact Magazine. The headline was played was a play on Goldwater's 1960 book, The Conscience of a Conservative. For the story, the magazine asked, 12,000 psychiatrists, do you believe Barry Goldwater is psychologically fit to serve as President of the United States? They received 2,400 responses, half of whom said no. The story printed some of the psychiatrist's comments about Goldberg, including calling him emotionally unstable, paranoid, a mass murderer, a conic schizophrenic, and a dangerous lunatic, one of the respondents compared Goldwater to Adolf Hitler. It's good to see that they were really ahead of their time. Yeah. You know, calling mm. Goldwater saw the profile and the survey as gross violations, not only uh, of libel law, but of medical ethics. Uh, John Martin Joy, a psychiatrist at Harvard, wrote in the Washington Post in 2020 uh, uh, that he hoped to prevent scurrilous attacks on future politicians especially conservatives. The story spurred the American Psychiatrics Association 1973 Goldwater Rule that we dealt with in the Trump administration, which bans diagnosing public figures without full evaluation and consent. The APA reaffirmed its rule in March of 2017 during the early days of the Trump presidency at the time when some people were questioning the new president's mental stability. Not a lot of talk about that these days from Democrats about, <laughs> about the current president. No. Uh, just as I had about Goldwater in the 1960s, the Ginsburg case is probably best known for the professional ethics issue that it raised in the psychiatric community, but its libel action is notable because it was a rare case in which the plaintiff was able to prove that the statements at issue were made with knowledge of them being false, said Jonathan Peters, a media law professor at uh, University of Georgia, the case went to trial in 1968. Goldwater took the stand. Given the Supreme Court's actual malice standard for libel against pub public figures established in the 1964 New York Times versus Sullivan, a lot of legal observers sought he had an uphill battle, but he won. Federal court jury sided with Goldwater, awarding him $75,000, about $650,000 today. The court concluded that there is no immunity, and this is the that's I'm bringing this up because this would be the federal precedent. Whether it relates specifically to this or not is still up for debate. But the court concluded there is no immunity for malicious smearing that deliberately or recklessly distorts facts. Uh, 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 Ginsburg uh, poured out a torrent of abuse designed to indicate that Mr. Goldwater was emotionally unstable, paranoid, immoral. And Hitler-like, a following year, an appeals court unanimously upheld the award. The Supreme Court <clears throat> refused to hear it. Mm -hmm. uh, 
among the smoking. Uh, the uh, Peter said the trial in appellate court found that the Fact magazine executed a preconceived plan to attack Goldwater's character. Among the smoking guns, he wrote in an email, were source material that the editor and reporter knew to be false, or at least inherently improbable. Sources, uh, fact, uh, quoted out of context, and innuendo added innuendo added to some of the quotes, which all demonstrated the magazine's state of mind and lack of good faith. Part of the problem was where they put 1,100-whatever psychiatrists and not stating what the others thought. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Just putting one side uh, uh, of it. but And that's the problem. That The problem that Fox has is the emails. Yeah. The emails that were sent with the producers right. and some of right. the hosts, and, you know, right. of Laura Ingram's show, uh, Tucker's, and of, and of uh, Sean's. Mm-hmm. Where they basically, I mean, you can see the passion, the fury that they have at the Trump campaign. That's a problem. Yeah. Because that same, because, and as I've said, I don't know exactly what they're going to use of any quotes of the host themselves. But what the judge is saying is if the hosts themselves and these hosts vehemently believed that what was going on in the air was false. And the management knew that it was false. And they're saying, but we just put both sides of the issue up. Yeah, but you knew which side. You knew you were peddling something that was false. And if you peddle something that's false and later on have somebody, you know, rebut that falsehood, it doesn't matter because it's not that you don't know which one is true. You know that one is false. And those emails, especially the passion and the language of those emails, that's a problem. I yeah. don't know if they can get malice, though. Well, I don't know if they can get there, but it's a problem. And and that would be the question for Dominion. If they're listening to, if we're taking this day, because it was Fox, basically, that is looking to reach out to Dominion, according to the, the Wall Street Journal. Right. And that's why they, they won't resume today. They'll resume tomorrow instead. But that means Dominion's willing to to sit down that means there's been a conversation of sitting down and working something out and dominion is willing to listen if they're willing to listen that tells me that they see the uphill battle that is proving malice and what is fox how far is fox willing to go and does it meet the ultimate standard will, would be i'm sure for dominion has not changed, and that is you're going to have to issue an apology and or correction on the air. That has been the case from the beginning, even before the lawsuit, when they threatened a lawsuit with a letter. Well, when they when they asked specifically, and you see some of the things that, you know, for example, Tucker wrote on the emails, which, mm-hmm. ooh, he was passionate, and so was Sean, mm-hmm. were passionate about the their belief that, you know, the Trump campaign knew that they weren't telling the truth mm-hmm. when he, they get put on the, they have to answer under oath. Did you know that all these claims were false? So you knew that when they were on the air, that they were false and they keep saying, yes, yes, yes. If you're Fox news, you don't want that. Well, you, you don't, don't want, want this not, because it, the information is already out there. You don't want it recycled over and over again in all of the other media, because the other media is going to be covering this like they have been covering it up till now. You know, an MSNBC and and a CNN, they see this as ABC, NBC, CBS being able to go in for the kill on Fox News and destroy the credibility 
of essentially their entire primetime lineup mm-hmm. with the Trump base. And while the information's already out there, having it play out in the media over and over and over again through testimony or depositions is not what you want. You want to end it now and be able to get this thing behind you. And we'll see if they actually come to an agreement. We'll know. We'll have an indication sometime today. If, yeah, if there's an agreement. Because yeah, tomorrow they agreement. resume. Right. Tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. So if if there's if there is any path to an agreement, we'll have an indication today. And it, it could be that the judge gives them another day tomorrow. It might not be that they the announcement comes that they've reached an agreement. Right. But if they delay it another day, you'll see that they're making they're certainly making ground. And they can still continue to try to get a settlement while the trial's going on. But what? But that why, happens. That happens. Quite yeah. Often. But why yeah. would you want that? You don't want to sit. You don't want to wait until the executives and hosts have to testify. Right. No, you don't. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at eight six six ninety Red Eye. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Yeah. So I just I keep thinking that uh, that there's going to be a a deal done on this Fox Dominion. I just I just uh, I don't see that Fox wants their hosts and their management testifying under oath. Well, that and Dominion seem to soften their ask over the weekend, according yep. to everything that yep. happened over the weekend. And if that's the case, that means well, okay, they flinched a little bit even before they, um, you know, uh, start the trial. So if that is the case, then that would, I I don't know why you wouldn't go back to the table if you're Fox because, News. Because I think if Dominion, if Dominion won the case, I think there'd be a ton of appeal points that could be made by Fox on this. No, I think they would the, appeal this immediately. Trial, but I don't think Fox wants to go that far. I don't think they do, but I think, again, that's the, the point that they would make to Dominion. Look, if you win this, we're still going to appeal. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.